0: While we have millions of Americans that have saved enough, um, as they look forward to their retirement years, the two keys to their success are their budgeting to make sure they're spending the right amount and that they don't outlive their income.
1: What did the Secure Act's passage in 2019 do for lifetime income in retirement plans? And what lessons can we learn from the success of pension risk transfer? We turn to Secure and Financial to help answer these increasingly important questions. Ken Peterson, Vice President of Institutional Retirement Solutions, and Nick Volkman, Actuarial Director and CFO, join us with a lot to say on the topics. They also emphasize that in the wake of its 2022 blockbuster deal with the Standard, Securing is still very focused on the retirement market, in particular with pension risk transfer and capital preservation. Kent, Nick, I'll begin with a blunt question: Is there a retirement income crisis in this country?
0: John, I think that's a really good question. And as I reflect on it, uh, I think what is known is there are millions of Americans who are at retirement age or above that don't have enough saved and aren't you know, backed by enough retirement income uh, solutions to ultimately meet their basic necessities. So when they can no longer work, they're going to be reliant on their Uh, families or on the government to meet those basic needs. So in and of itself, that is a a crisis that we're going to face in the coming years. But on top of that, it could be worse. And that's because while we have millions of Americans that have saved enough, um, as they look forward to their retirement years, the two keys to their success are their budgeting to make sure they're spending the right amount and that they don't outlive their income. And that's where guaranteed income solutions really come in as an important part of that success story.
1: Fascinating. What specifically does the Secure Act's passage in 2019 do for lifetime income in retirement plans?
0: Yeah, so as we watch this over the years, it's, it's been disappointing the sort of uh, success that's come to the guaranteed income solutions and defined contribution plans. And it really comes down to two take rates. Uh, one is the plan sponsor offering it. And the SECURE Act really addressed that in two ways. Uh, One, on the portability side, there's a Section 109 of the SECURE Act that really got into how do we make sure that the benefits that people are paying for are portable if a participant needs to, or if a plan needs to move from one record keeper to another. And uh, the the key part of that is, is they're allowing for in-service withdrawals to an IRA type Um, contract that would allow those benefits to be continued if the new record keeper can't uh, administer that guaranteed income solution that the planets had. And I think that was one of the big hangups for plan sponsors. But the other was really around how do we make sure we're not being in a fiduciary capacity and the insurance company can't deliver? And that's really addressed in Section 204. And it really gets into how do you assess the financial capabilities of the insurance company and how do you really assess the cost or the value that you're getting from those solutions. And so with that, I think plan sponsors now feel that if they fall under that safe harbor, they can offer it and not be exposed to decisions that maybe 10 years from now didn't look um, like a great choice. Uh, On the other side, participant take rate has also been poor. And in there, uh, there's section 203 that gets into the disclosures and really shows how your balance translates into uh, a guaranteed income solution like a life annuity or a joint survivor annuity. And that's really important because participants in these plans need to no longer look at a large balance, but imagine what it means as a paycheck. And that sort of disclosure allows them to make sure they're saving enough for the standard of living they want to achieve.
1: Okay. Uh, Moving to pension risk transfer, how how has it helped corporate America and the retirement security of really millions of defined benefit plan, plan participants?
0: Yeah. So we've been in the market since 2015, and I've just been amazed at how successful that market is. Uh, You have over 20 insurance companies participating in supporting the the corporate America and offloading their defined benefit liabilities. And what it does is it really allows uh, the plan sponsor to have choice with regards to the financial capabilities of different insurance companies. But more importantly, it creates a competitive bid environment. And many of these um, plan sponsors are transacting at prices that are below what their valuation tells them to hold as a liability. So they're actually getting a gain from those transactions because ultimately they're paying less than their valuation would indicate those liabilities are worse to them. So so that sort of competitive nature with really strong insurance companies is something that is moving liabilities from corporate America that aren't really beneficial to their core business to insurance companies where that sort of liability is actually strengthening the balance sheet of the insurance companies because the longevity aspects of annuities offsets the life insurance obligations that they have. And when we think about pandemics, like what we experienced with COVID, that sort of stabilizer really helps those companies weather uh, mortality storms.
1: I love this. You you said that there seems to be a growing emphasis on complex solutions for the simple problem of lifetime income. Can you elaborate?
0: Yeah. So as we look at how are we addressing guaranteed income in defined contribution plans, there are really three ways. Uh, One are SPIAs, so immediate annuities. uh, There are fixed indexed annuities. And then there are kind of minimum withdrawal benefits. uh, and, And ultimately, Fixed-indexed annuities and guaranteed living withdrawal benefits are typically products you see in the high net worth market with advisor-assisted sales. And so as you think about putting those inside of a retirement plan, where participants don't necessarily have that financial advisor, the question is, do they really understand what they're getting from a fixed-indexed annuity? Do they really understand what they're giving from these minimum withdrawal benefits? Because if they do the wrong thing at the wrong time, some of the expenses that they've incurred can really be a significant loss to them. And so the question is, is do we need complex solutions or do we need simple solutions like SPIAs where individuals can annuitize a portion of their lifetime savings to give them that paycheck that's going to be there for life?
1: Ken, what are some of the plan sponsor considerations in offering a single premium annuity?
0: Yeah, I think uh, the SECURE Act really got into the aspects of the fiduciary considerations. So uh, how do you make sure that the insurance company is financially capable of meeting the obligations long term? Because these uh, life annuities and joint survivor annuities will last 20 years plus on the balance sheets of those insurance companies. So it's a very long play out with regards to when those income needs are going to be met. But it also gets around to how do you measure cost and value? And with SPIAs, cost is kind of nebulous because what it is, is there a mortality assumption. And then there are discounts that are applied to those future payments. That is really how are they investing the money? So cost is really better measured through value. And the way you get to value is what is the payment that's being guaranteed? And how do you make sure that it's the best available in the market? And this is where I generally advocate that DC plan sponsors shouldn't be hiring a single insurance company to offer SPIA quotes to their participants, but they should be hiring multiple insurance companies. Get a competitive bid environment within the plan. Participants are fully capable of comparing one dollar amount to another and ultimately making sure that they're getting the best price or the highest payment that they can get for life or the life of themselves and their spouse.
1: Understood. Nick, you've been very patient here, so we're going to turn to you here for a little while. Tell us a little bit more about your current capital preservation offerings in the retirement uh, space, the retirement plan industry.
2: Securian, through its underwriting entities, Minnesota Life Insurance Company and Securian Life Insurance Company really provides two main types of capital preservation products. First, we support stable value funds by offering guaranteed investment contracts or GICs to those funds to be part of their investment strategy. These GICs provide stable returns to the fund at attractive rates and with a guarantee of principal. Second, we offer Evergreen Group annuities, which allow plan sponsors to provide our insurance company's general account within a retirement lineup. Similar to GICs, these offerings provide stable returns to plan participants at attractive rates and with a guarantee of principal. We've distributed this product either as a custom solution for large plan sponsors or through omnibus trading channels like the National Securities Clearing Corporation, which would allow any record keeper access to the option.
1: That's a very efficient answer there, Nick, so thank you. (laughs) Why is Securian positioned well to serve the retirement industry in an institutional manner, would you say?
2: Three things really stand out to me uh, with our offering. First, we've been serving the retirement industry for nearly 100 years through our record-keeping offering. This has really allowed us to understand the needs of plan sponsors and how to construct insurance company and general account solutions to fit their needs. Second, our underwriting company, Minnesota Life, boasts a Comdex rating of 96 as of August 2023 and receives strong ratings from the four major ratings firms. More information on these ratings can be found at www.securing.com backslash ratings. And third, we, we really know how to manage capital preservation offerings in a fiduciary marketplace. Our aim is to provide a competitive rate based on changing interest rate dynamics.
1: So what institutional product growth plans do you have for the in the retirement industry? I mean, where are we going from here?
2: Yeah, we're, we're looking to leverage the existing uh, capabilities and relationships we have, while also finding new relationships and partnerships across the industry, to really solve plan advisor and plan sponsor fiduciary needs. Uh, This would primarily include our existing or new custom group annuity offerings. Uh, We are no longer a record keeper, or sorry, we're no longer a competitor to record keeping firms. uh, So we want to position our products to support the best interests of plan participants, plan sponsors, and plan advisors, regardless of the record keeping platform.
1: And Nick, is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you want to get across?
0: Yeah, so I think we just want to, make sure that the industry knows that we're super passionate about the success of the defined contribution industry. It's important that millions of Americans who have their only means of saving for retirement on a tax-qualified basis, being a 401k plan, have the means to really enter retirement and have success in meeting their lifetime necessities of life, as well as some of their wish lists. So uh, we're here and we understand the fiduciary market and we're glad to assist with other
1: firms that are interested in the same thing. And Nick, that is exactly what we needed. Thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thanks, John.